0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. And because they're super packable, the real question is where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit allbirds.com and use code super24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's ALLBIRDS.com code super24.
0: The Square Ball Podcast.
2: Welcome to the 94th Squareball Podcast, I'm Dan and with me is Michael Hello I'm Moscow White Hello uh, Last couple of hundred Oddy uh, I think he, he's fading into obscurity now
3: A distant He doesn't reply to messages
4: anymore, mm. does he? We do invite him, don't we? Mm. We do One day Rude He's probably turned up on some much classier podcast somewhere. He's probably right now recording something on the BBC That he just doesn't want us to know about
2: um, anyway, last couple of hundred of copies of issue one of the magazine will be available against Sheffield Wednesday. Eighty-four full-colour, glorious pages for just two pounds. Loads on Juve Rosler, heavy metal football, bit on Billy Sharp, all sorts of great stuff in there. You can get that online as well as subscriptions at thesquareball.net.
4: White watching.
2: Right then, season up and running. We are undefeated. We are without a win. <laughs> also three games to to quickly trot through if we can you say undefeated didn't we lose to doncaster that doesn't count that doesn't count in the record books i'm pretty sure i had this discussion with some idiot doncaster fan on um on the internet afterwards yeah the, re- the record books
4: will show it was a draw the record books will also also show that doncaster went through the next round and we didn't anyway so it kicked off against burnley i think uh, it will say lost on
2: penalties we kicked off against burnley on uh, Saturday the 8th, uh, 12.30, live on Sky, and and then we've got the Doncaster game, which we'll come on to, and then Reading in this uh, sweep of games. So, optimism running high into into the Burnley game. What were your thoughts on it?
3: Pretty good, overall. I left I left happy, if a little bit upset to have not, not kept, kept hold
4: of the lead. I was relieved that we didn't ke- keep hold of the lead. I think if we'd have won that game, the excitement levels would have been a little bit too much. I don't know if LS11's ready for that kind of party. We've been starved of joy for so long. It was dangerous. I mean, an 83rd minute winning goal, something had to give. They couldn't be allowed to go on. I thank Burnley and Sean Dyche, as I'm sure the West Yorkshire Police and the uh, staff at the hospitals also thanked him for uh, for just cooling things down a little bit, pour, pouring a, a little cold jet of water.
3: Maybe it was Russell's idea. Maybe. Got to keep a level head with these things.
4: He looked like he enjoyed Antonucci's goal, though. There was no level head there as he jumped into the air in his suit. It's nice to see. Yeah, fists pumping, head bobbing.
2: <laughs> I will say throwing away three points is uber practical, though. It's a bit bit too German, that, I
4: think. A bit too efficient. He was retaining the balance. We ended the game. Burnley, one goal. Leeds, one goal. We each take a point. Ying, yang. Everything in perfect harmony in the world. It's... It's um, it's just keeping equilibrium in nature. And um, by that token,
2: then two lead strikers of years past and present scored. Antonucci opened the score in.
4: Decent goal, wasn't it, that one? He looked like he, he's lived most of his life in nature, like a wolf.
3: Have we forgiven him yet? No. No. I'd rather he hadn't scored, but, you know, it was a good <laughs> goal.
4: <laughs> you you say, I mean, I'm probably controversially enough saying that I, I'm happy that we drew rather than won. I was saying... You favouring a 1-0 defeat?
3: No, no, I'd, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'd rather he score than no one, but, you know, give it to nice Charlie Taylor. Someone like that, someone who's never caused any bother.
4: Is Charlie Taylor going to curl it in from 20 yards like that? Well, possibly not. <laughs> only Antonucci is going to curl it in from 20 yards like that, because only Antonucci is so much of a selfish fucker that he's got no interest in playing for either his teammates or uh, the good of the club. Quite, um,
2: quite a harsh assessment, only, so only two he, games into
4: the season. Only he will curl the ball in like I, that, ignoring I mean, every other option. And you, he, he did actually, he tried it again, a few, either a few minutes before or a few minutes later, or even both, fucked it up, while players looked at him like, just pass the ball. Like, I, got, I will say. I got this.
2: Joking aside, there was an occasion or two, actually, in the Doncaster game where I was screaming for him to pass and he didn't and he should have done.
4: Antonucci United, as he Mm. likes to call it. That's, That's who he's got a contract with that he probably won't even fulfil. Probably gets his own goal bonus. Well done, Mirko. Thank you, Mirko. Not
2: that you're we, we need to
4: resurrect the book of petty grievances and get him in this for that. It's, it's, it's a long time coming back, that one. Crying off of a game with a cowardly fake injury is not a petty <laughs> grievance. It's a huge grievance, which is now, even though I am prepared to give him another chance and will support his efforts in a Leeds United shirt, I will recognise that his efforts in a Leeds United shirt are not necessarily efforts for Leeds United and, like Michael, slightly begrudge, begrudge his goals. But beard looks good. It's all right. Um, and it was a good goal. I it mean, was.
3: I was. To be fair, I was still celebrating it when they equalised. <laughs>
4: as was our defence. Loss of concentration at the back. Surprising when you've got Giuseppe Belushi mm. back there, marking he is, marking such a danger man as Sam Volks. He is the subject of quite a lot of
2: internet um, fallouts. Internet fallouts over Belushi. Yeah, because he, he's, he's been really good in defence. He's good for 95% of the time. And then he does those things that he always does, where he switches mm. off and gets caught out or gives it away. or
4: I think a lot of the time he looks good in defence 95% of the time because Sol Bamber is saving his ass constantly. But then again,
2: in this in this Burnley game, to be completely fair, um, there was a time when Bamba did a massive rick, I think somewhere towards the halfway line, and Belushi then tidied it up for him. Admittedly, Belushi then lost it himself, and Bamba had to come back and tidy up for him, but they are covering one another. It's not just one of them. Mm. I know Bamba's less prone to it, but
4: still... Which is surprising given that his nickname at Leicester was Bomb Scare, and he's the one that we look to to be the responsible It's all adult. relative, isn't it? Going back to all the... Let's, let's hone back in on the positivity.
3: The new boys, Dallas looked good. Very good in the early stages of this. Just nice to see someone playing out wide who wants to be out wide rather than trying to drift in all the time, because Mowat played there a bit last year, and he did all right, but he's evidently a central player. He's he constantly trying to just return to the centre circle.
4: The Snodgrass comparisons don't seem a million miles away. Not blistering pace, but will take people on and kind of jink around them and that kind of thing.
2: In this Burnley game, I was pretty convinced he was going to get um, a winner at the back post, because mm. we kept doing that, did we, getting it out down the right by him and then sending it across, and he was ghosting in at the far post. It would have been nice to see that. It was a shame he didn't get one. Byron had a very good game as well. Probably our best player, I thought. Um, Wood looked a bit isolated in this game, and to be fair, he has looked a little bit isolated across all the games he's played. Well, too. I mean, obviously, he came on against Doncaster, but again, backs to the wall circumstances there. What, what are your thoughts on Wood so far?
3: Is it the right Wood? Have we bought the, a different one? Because the guy at Leicester looked really good. He, this guy looks good. He's a good player. He looked great
4: uh, against Everton. Uh... He's suggesting we might have done what we did when we signed Billy Painter. And instead of getting the one that was really good, we got Billy Billy Payne.
2: No, you're a set of bastards because he's only played a couple of games.
3: No, he has, and I believe he's not been entirely fit. Yeah, he's not played for a full
2: season, has he? I mean, that's worth taking
3: into account. That said, if Steve Morrison had done this, we'd be going mental about it. Yeah, but he did a couple of air shots. He put a penalty into orbit.
2: Yeah, but there's there's missing your chances, and then there's just not. Appearance to do the graft in the first place, and whilst he would have gone on about you know running the channels and stuff, he never looked interested, did he? Whereas Wood looks up for it, and he's he's a he's a team player.
4: I would, unlike Michael, I'm not going to start dismissing the chances of our new centre forward after a mere 300 minutes. Nor am I really. It's it, 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 taken it in
3: isolation the games I've seen him in; he has not been very good.
4: I think if we are going to get on anybody's back and hound them out of the club, it's got to be Uwe Rosler for persisting with playing Wood up front on his own when in every game so far that I've seen him play, we've only actually scored or looked any good once a strike partner's come on. So the Rosler outcome, I think, would give the poor guy a chance, you horrible monster. Rosler, however... Yeah, pushing his luck, Pushing his luck. Borrowed time. That man, the clock is ticking. Have we got the sacking siren warmed
2: up? We don't have it here, no. We're we're trying to stay positive. I've, I've deleted it from the FX folder... It is worth pointing out, though, it's the seventeenth of August as we are recording this. Yeesh. Hocker Day, what was it, twenty eighth?
4: Well, so, so we're we're
2: only days away from the first sacking. It's, it's going to happen.
4: Referring to Chilino's unlucky number.
2: Oh, of course, yeah.
4: There's a every chance. I've tried could, to, I've
2: tried to blank all the nonsense out. To be honest, <laughs> it
4: could be out by the time we're out of here. No, seriously, I don't really think Russell should be handed out, but it is interesting that so far we have started with Wood up on his own in usually a 4-3-3, and we have always had to end with somebody playing much nearer and looking much more like a 4-4-2, except at Doncaster, where obviously we couldn't end with a 4-4-2. I
3: think we should play, say of the first game as well that all of our best players were from our youth system. Yeah. I thought they all played they played some really nice stuff together as well. The way Cook and Byron link up at times is... Erection-worthy. I'd say so. It's, a, it's worthy of a higher division than we are in, it must be said. Don't. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not having it. If I was a scout, that's all yeah. I'm
2: saying. Thankfully, you're not. On to the th- Thursday football. Thursday game against Doncaster, rewind in a few days. Talking about team selections, we rotated the pack. Was it five or six changes? Um, Beluski and Cooper at the back raised a couple of eyebrows, but to be honest, under the circumstances, they looked all right. However, Scott Wooton... In that number four shirt there, it was only fitting, really, in a game between Leeds and Donny, that he was the midfield linchpin so reminiscent of, of Billy Bremner in his heyday.
4: Well, he wasn't. He was shit. It reminded me a bit of when... Uh, Indulge
2: me in the joke. Come on.
3: Mark Jackson used to play there, in that sort of holding yes. midfield role. It was similar. I don't I, I don't understand what Wotton is doing in training, because every time I've seen him play, with a centre-back, I mean, he's... He looks kind of alright, he looks like a centre-back. But when he played a full-back, he looked absolutely terrified with the ball anywhere near him. And he'd sometimes try and run forward, but it looked clumsy and hopeless. So I don't know what you would see in that, to then think that person will be an ideal holding midfielder. Do you,
4: do you ever think he makes a tackle like the one for the penalty in training, and Rosler's like, hmm, a bit dicey, but referees, some may not give that, some will. You never know, worth a risk. It's absolutely nailed, It was... Just stonewall on it. I've never seen a tackle like it in the penalty area. Just just 100% took him out for no good reason whatsoever, as well. Charged over, bang. <laughs> you watch, Ref, what? If you watch the replay, watch the replay in slow mo, you
2: can sort of see the moment at which any normal human, your brain would have gone, don't make this tackle, stop now. If you go to ground and clatter into this guy, you're going to give away a penalty. And obviously
4: that all happens in a split second. Scott Wouton, nothing. Yeah. Did not even register. It's like when Lewis Cook's sending off the moment he hit the ground, you could tell he was thinking. Not only is like, oh fuck that hurt, he probably, he he probably like, knew
2: as soon as he left the ground. Yeah, fair. he's like,
4: oh shit. Well, I don't worry As it's probably still Woodn't to say like, really don't know why he gave that. <laughs> and anyway, Lewis Cook, yeah, so good, good first goal for him. That was a nice move, wasn't it? Looking good there. We were in control of the game. Deservedly went in front. Who said it? Well, it was set up for him by Antonucci, who shot, and then the goalkeeper. Um, saved it, and it bounced to Cook. So does he get an assist for that? No. No. <laughs> Taking it off him. Depends, What? probably check the terms of his own contract. Ah, assist bonus, con- uh, Mirko. Thank you, Mirko. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's good to see Lewis Cook uh, celebrating. A little bit off-putting, the celebration was almost beautiful with um, Alex Mowat until he saw the gum rattling around in his mouth. I hate to say it, I feel like I'm turning it to Ken Bates. That filthy baby I mean, gaping mouth with rubber gum inside some really, wriggles must be an American airbase near there. <laughs> um that was so no, that was good. And really that should have been the first goal of at least I would say two. Do
2: you think obviously it all changed on the on the sending off? Obviously it was a sending off. He knew it, we knew it. Um
3: and it I ju- thought I didn't think it was at first. Do you know, And then he showed the replay and I went oh yeah, oh, yeah okay. Yeah, actually he did get the ball. Yeah. There but- is an
4: argument for saying yellow card, it's your first one, you know. it wasn't one where the players come screaming over like demanding a red card. Everyone's just like oh, f- fucking hell, don't do that. Um and I'm sure a yellow card, probably the Donny players would just come. Yeah, all right. And then tried to kick him back, but instead, yeah, the referee just went straight for the nuclear option. Just
2: turned it into an almighty grind, really, didn't it? That red card.
4: (sighs) It just became so fucking annoying. And obviously the inevitable penalties. And when that happened, you just knew. knew. I can't have been alone. You knew, did you? Even before we got to that point, I can't have been alone in like the last 10 minutes. Because 80 minutes, you could tell everybody had kind of shut down for extra time. I was really hoping Donny nicked it. Just just fucking score Because there was no way we were going to score With nine players on the pitch I'm not counting one And it was just The only way there was going to be any resolution Was Doncaster to score and win It's like, come on Just, just fucking do it's it It's
3: fair to say this didn't go to plan, did it? No, no a Thursday not. week trip Where you've got to play 120 minutes and penalties You have a demoralising miss for your best winger And, and your only striker yeah. um, And your best midfielder gets suspended for three games
4: There's no way you get over... Is it three games? Yeah. I presume so, yeah. There's no way you get over a penalty miss like that. It doesn't matter. First round of the League Cup against Doncaster, nobody cares. But you still go to bed that night thinking, oh, fuck. Someone made
3: gifts of this landed on that moon and...
2: (laughs) I think I might have been guilty of that. So let's let's not dwell on that. Um... With the aid of hindsight,
3: should he have picked a better side? A worse side. He should have picked. <laughs> it was. It
2: was. Good he tried enough.
4: with one.
3: It was even with ten men. It was almost good enough to go through. He should have played it safe. Dukara, find out if Dakara's got any brothers. Dakara really is useless. <laughs> God, he's hopeless.
4: He he scored some goals last year, and they were I'm not decent sure I goals. Else. No, exactly. I mean, it was a bit of a mystery then. It's even more of an unfathomable it, it now.
2: I have to say, I've watched him now. He doesn't seem to link up with anyone very well.
3: He doesn't seem to be very particularly good at distributing it. No vision. I'm not sure what he's there for. He's got no vision, he can't pass, he's not particularly quick, he's not very good in the air, um, he doesn't seem to have much instinct to be in the right place at the right time. Did we pay a million pounds for him? I
4: was about to say, didn't we drop a million plus?
3: Couldn't we have sent him to Sheffield United instead?
4: One and a half million pounds we spent on Suleiman Dakara. so it's almost getting into that kind of Chris Wood failure um, territory (laughs) that we don't want to uh, we don't want to get what's that it.
2: what's that one of Ross
4: McCormack's legs isn't it basically that? He's only 23 though so he could improve. Could. No.
3: And but. I know he's not playing in his preferred position but at times he has played in his preferred position and he's looked exactly the same.
4: One of the good things about losing to Doncaster in this way was that we don't have another midweek game before derby. So we would have been playing again next week which would just have been absolute chaos. Mm. But really getting it over and done with and lost in 90 minutes. So we do actually get a break at some point because we lost this game. The only problem is we didn't lose it quickly enough.
2: Let's fast forward to yesterday then, the Reading game. Calvin Phillips stepping into the Lewis Cook-shaped void. Uh, Cooper retained his spot, a couple of eyebrows raised there. Turned out, um, so Rosler says he was just giving Beluski a bit more recovery time. I guess you'd expect him to play on Wednesday. Not a lot to talk about really in this. It was a solid performance, but um, really only there's the Bamba challenge early doors that could have changed it. He should have been sent off, shouldn't he really?
4: It looked like a red card. Yes, maybe he got away with what Lewis Cook didn't. Where it's a referee going out. It's your first one. Um, however, it's also a referee ignoring most of the rules of the game, where you can't just kick somebody when they're running through on goal.
2: In mitigation, he he wasn't completely clean through, and there's nothing to say he got on the ball.
4: But if it had been the other way around, you'd have been screaming yeah. blue murder. He understand. definitely wasn't going to get on the ball when he was fully bambered. I didn't go. It happened miles away. It seemed like the most exciting thing that happened. Actually, was that crazy cold chairwoman's um, pop song before the game
2: with the rap bit as well.
4: With the rap bit, I've not fully, I've not even fully heard that. But I know I said that the Burnley one, like with the equaliser, kind of cooling expectations a little bit. I didn't want them to be cooled so much to the point where <laughs> we're just at the point of like, <sighs> yeah, don't really care. Nil no, nil no. sounds boring. Fuck it. Yeah, Sunday
3: no. three o'clock. You should be having your dinner.
4: Yeah, or watching a game on TV, if um, Sky...
3: That should be four o'clock though, three o'clock's just, just wrong. If
4: Sky are going to fuck you get, up... You get,
3: that's why you get your dinner in at three, so you can watch the game that's on at four.
4: If Sky are going to fuck up our TV schedules by making us play on a Thursday night so that they can show it, the least they should do is then show the game that then has to move because they moved that game. Yep. It should be, you know, all or nothing. Yeah, Be
2: committed to it. If you're going yeah. to show us every week, then do it every week. Uh so right then, your thoughts so far on all
3: this? I think relatively positive still, despite the fact we've got loads of rubbish strikers. <laughs> no, I think Wood will be alright. Yeah. I do I do think he's a good player in general. I think he's just had a he has had a bad start though.
2: And the four three three, as many people are pointing out online, is bloody difficult to play and difficult to master. So a bit of time, maybe just to bed in, a couple of victories will help. Why don't we
4: just play something easier?
2: Four three four? Something like that.
4: 442. I don't know if it's that difficult, do something easier. That's always been my attitude towards a challenge. If it's gonna be hard, don't bother. Seems fair. And finally then, um, Sean Deitch's thoughts on
2: the Burnley game. That's obviously the all important thing we need to, to draw from this fortnight. We were promised full um reaction from Mr. Deitch. Are we gonna get that?
3: I can't see any of his notes written down here. I was expecting I was expecting someone to have put them on the on the prep sheet. If, but if only we
2: had a worldwide system of computers that would allow you to tap into such information. So I
3: can't I can't read what's not there, can I? What if we find it? Okay. A great finish by the great finishes by that by that hours. I was very pleased with Sam's attitude. He's got over injury and he's sharpness as he's coming back. People kept asking I was going to replace Danny, but I wasn't bad at all. It was really tough feats from paper. I'm result for both teams with lots of effort and desire. We have the belief that we are going to, and that was the case we go down. We got legs with an outside attitude, which raised me. We're still in the market for players. Not the money we made by some clubs.
4: <sighs> that can't have been all he had to say.
3: That was all he had to say to the Yorkshire Evening Post, and I don't <laughs> feel the need to delve any deeper.
4: The News.
3: So another
2: couple of weeks of the transfer window being open. Anything else you would like to see us do, either in or out? Keep
3: all the young players. Another winger?
4: Um, I like Dallas. I like Sam Byram. Where's he going to play? This mythical other winger Review yours. nice to
3: have an option. Because mm. yeah, at the moment, in. when one of those two goes off, you've got to change everything around.
4: Bringing an option in is just going to make somebody unhappy and there's enough unhappiness in the world.
3: Not many teams only have two wide players.
2: Mm. You are allowed, you know, there's no limit on them really. You can get more. But there's also no limits on happiness. Speaking of Byram, those rumours won't quite go away. Is that to be expected because the window's still open? Or, I mean, Juve keeps trying to shut it down. He
4: was brilliant against Burnley. By all accounts, he was crap at Reading, though, so that's good. Maybe the further south he goes, nearer money. The worse he gets, but then that means he'll probably send up Newcastle because he would be blinding every time he plays up north. I see your logic. They scouted him, apparently, at Burnley. Senate assistant manager and a head scout came to watch um, him, mm. specifically. If Newcastle stuck to form, they should sign Belushki. John, he strikes me as a very Newcastle defender.
2: We might be all right if it was John Carver who was doing it. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, just maybe. Um, so you think that's where we're lacking? Would you like to see another centre-half, maybe, just to give us an option there? there? Is um, Is there still an argument for one in each position down the spine?
3: I'd quite like to see Oostel Ducara for £1.5 million. Pounds.
4: <laughs> well, mm, what about all the money we spent on his wages? I'd... Are we Still, to I, think, I think
3: realistically, we'd probably have to take one and a half million pounds.
4: Okay, we will just take the hit on that. Yeah, yeah. Rec- if you can recoup. That's normally the most you can hope for.
3: Yeah, I do think. I do think we're lacking is a in a upfront as well, really, because if we're going to stick with this this system, Woods the only one that you really think is suited to play in it.
4: We've not really seen Lee Irwin yet, have we? I forgot about him. That he's a winger. Me. It's a little bit worrying worries me that
3: he's not been seen.
4: He looked all right against um, Harrogate. But no, he looked all right against Harrogate. Um, much as was in some different voices, he, he looked all right against Harrogate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, in terms of ex-ex whites, Dominic Matteo declared bankrupt in the papers today. It was it was mentioned mm-hmm. he's been gambling his money away.
4: Rock bar closed all of a sudden. Has it? And being yeah, and being uh, cleared, it had been cleared out or converted as I was walking past yeah. earlier.
2: Well, that's, that's news hot off the press. Were you walking around the City Loop? Were you there just taking in the sights?
4: Oh, yeah, I was just walking down uh, down the call, see what was going on. Lovely. The call lane. Yeah, and the rock bar, just to reiterate, since this has turned into a breaking news update, has closed. Mm. More news, and also it was announced on like Instagram yesterday. Oh. So hot breaking Instagram news from yesterday. Confirmed by my own eyes.
2: One um, ex-player who's not going to go short of cash right now is Ross
4: McContract. He's got himself a new Cormac at Fulham. Not confirmed yet, is it? There's apparently they'd opened talks. I think to...
2: had, I think he's signed one. I will stick my neck on the line and
4: say he's signed that Cormac. Until I can see a picture of him on the official Fulham website with a pen, I'm sceptical. It might reuse the last one. You never know. <laughs> well, I mean, these clubs are trying to
3: keep hold of their best players. What are they playing at? It's like, they're trying, it's like they're aiming for promotion or something. I do love
2: the sort of uh, the, the sardonic way in which it's been treated on Twitter. Oh, he's got himself a new contract. Yeah. Like, it's the wrong thing to do. Like, you know, have you never asked for a pay rise? You know, you've never... You wouldn't accept one if one was given to you. I mean, uh, you know. They I mean, I'm, I'm
3: confused as to why they would give him another contract when he signed mm. one last year that was massive. Uh, somebody, but,
2: uh, I again, I can't remember where it was that I saw this, so you'll have to forgive me. It might have been um, somewhere on Wacko. actually. Someone was saying it might just be that maybe the contract had a particular clause in it that one of them didn't like and they wanted to get rid of it, so they did a new one. And that was it. And that's all it might be, and they might have just tagged on an extra year you don't know
4: to be fair a lot of people who kind of say well he didn't do anything um, have looked at Fulham's league position and assumed he didn't do anything 19 goals and 11 assists I'd love to have a player with 19 goals and 11 assists we had one we had had one Um, very similar to him and I think he uh, the one
3: we had had 30 odd goals I think
4: he pays the price a little bit for the number of contracts new contracts he signed at Leeds but I think that has always slightly missed the point that several of those contracts were signed while Ken Bates was in charge and that the increases were perhaps not as generous. Well, no, they were exactly as generous as you would imagine (laughs) a a Ken Bates increase to be. He's always greedy. I think footballers in this day and age, when they sign a new contract for an increased wage, will expect it to be more than a three-figure-per-week number that they're increasing their wage by. And... (laughs) Um, I'm not sure that was always necessarily the case when Ross McCormack signed improved terms at Leeds. Leeds love to trumpet it. Ross McCormack signed an improved contract. And um, yeah, and probably when he got home, he had to explain that it really wasn't going to go that much further.
2: It's just in line with inflation, (laughs)
4: 20 quid a week, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Um, And yeah, you know, unless he does a Dominic Matteo, he's not going to be short of cash any time soon but he's also he's going to stick with Fulham and probably score another 19 goals and get 11 assists for them and probably be excellent value for whatever they're paying him
2: Finally I've got some news I know you've been waiting for this one Grandi Nagoye Obviously, a, a hot topic here on the podcast. For, for many months now, we've been keen to follow his progress. He's now just got himself a loan to Dijon in France. Um, the money-grabbing bastard. Let's hope he cuts the mustard. Yes, I hey, went there. Thank you. That's good. There we go. Because Dijon is a type mm, of... Yeah. yeah. Mayonnaise. Something we found um, on the club website. This was turned up by the Twitter user at DannyWhite93. He found a page... Uh, on the Lufc website, leagueunitedcom forward slash chance. Mm. Now, not chance, but chance, as in songs, as in swear words, as in noise from the terraces. That's a, that's a scary development, wasn't it? Until we discovered it had uh, well, it'd come back from the from the Gfh era was the first time that
4: page had made it live. In fact, the whole fan zone is just um, a sequence of section coming soon. There is chance which has a photo of some fans, and then it says section coming soon. Mascots, which has a, a very attractive photograph of Lucas the copcat. Then when you click on it, section coming soon. And then a fans gallery. So, presumably. Oh, God, would... let's hope not. <laughs> yes, yeah, section coming soon. <laughs> um, so, that is our fan zone. We do have some wallpapers, though. Nope, they're coming soon. New images coming soon.
2: All right, well, thankfully, it looks like that, that chance bit probably won't be going live, but... If it does, I'm sure we can help shut it down with a great deal of upset and annoyance. Um, what chance
3: would you like to see commemorated
2: on the Leeds United website? I can think of a few.
3: The Trezor candle one's a favourite of recent years. Enoch
2: Schwomney as well? Yes. The one about murdering a lady with his penis? <laughs> mm hmm yep. Good, uh, good, good one for the family stand. The, um, what do you remember when Keown was playing for Arsenal
4: as well? Keown is an ugly... Mm. Mm. A sister to the Trezor candle song, in many ways. Team of Michael Browns? That should probably be in there. With the lyrics printed from one to a hundred.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Michael, didn't you once hear a um, song about Mark DeVries that we probably can't put in for legal reasons?
4: Yes, I did. Let's move on. I think there's probably a lot of songs about a lot of our players that can't <laughs> be put in for legal reasons. However, if they can be put anywhere, it's the club's official website. The, the resource is there, ready to be used.
2: Would you like to hear or see, rather, the, uh, the Tony Iboa song? Maybe that could make it a Tony... Tony Yaboa. Tony Yeboah Tony Yeboah Hey Yeah There we go that would I'd do. like
3: uh, the, uh, There's only one Calton Palmer And he smokes marijuana One that was, a, that was a favourite Of the same era
2: Was that ever established As correctly true Or was oh, that...
3: Probably not No It doesn't matter though, Does it
2: What's the worst That could <laughs> happen uh, Speaking of Yeboah 20 years ago Since he did that goal Against Liverpool That goal shot Thunder bastard What a goal Best goal ever Read all about it In the new square ball mm. Advert mm. <laughs> Wow, synergy there, Michael. Good synergy. I mean, the Yaboa goal doesn't that just make you feel incredibly old? Is it, is it not just one of those? Hang on a second, I'm going to be dead soon.
4: If actually, it's one of those exhilarating things that makes me feel forever young. Every time I look at it, I feel like yeah, I'm like going a to Legion United Peter Pan, like I'm going to live forever. Is that because Tony himself that was a,
3: only in his early forties when he when <laughs> he struck
4: that. I was thinking if a man if a man of his age could do that, then there's hope for me. Yeah, I've still I'm sure I've still got about ten years on Tony Yaboa when he scored that goal. <laughs> it was a, a beautiful beautiful strike
2: it was perfect wasn't it it was just one of those moments everything about it
4: Not, no hint of David James getting a hand to it even like just hitting the crossbar that perfect sound the moment of silence after it happened it was awesome. one of those
3: goals where you want to get home as soon as you can to see it again mm. on TV because I was I was sort of the south stand family stand part of it and you couldn't really see what had happened other than something ridiculous and everyone going mental and you just think you don't get those moments very much as you get older.
2: Not anymore. And uh, and Yeboah, obviously, running away, wagging his finger, mm. you know, as if to say. Yeah, he
4: even got the celebration uh, right, didn't he?
2: I knew I could do that. I told you. That's me, that is. I did that.
4: First home game of the season, and we got fucking Antonucci.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, do not, I cannot tell you how much I loved that Tony Yeboah era. He felt, he felt like such a mega He wasn't that famous, but he felt like a mega star to us back then, I think.
4: Hat-trick in Monaco. Two goals at Wimbledon, outshone slightly that day by Carlton Palmer, but you know.
2: Would you say he's the best striker you've seen in your lifetime?
4: Lee Chapman. Sorry. I know they're very different styles of players, but you can't argue with uh, Lee Chapman. Um, No, you can.
3: He was a useless footballer, really.
4: Doesn't matter, just scored 30 goals. And I think when it comes to pure, explosive skill and just maverick talent Luciano Becchio probably just <laughs> edges Tony Eboa.
2: On that sort of tip, and he's always a controversial one, but I think Mark Viduc is one of the most talented strikers we've ever had. He was just absolute natural, went on instinct. He was brilliant. I loved watching him play. And he yeah. got a lot of stick even at the time, didn't he? It was <laughs> great It was
3: great to watch as well, because he was such a big unit, but he was very, very nimble. He was, it was great watching him sort of tear, turn people inside out, even though he was had no right to.
4: And similarly... Still got a lot of time for Jimmy Hasselbank's two seasons at Leeds. Especially the second one where he got really angry. (laughs) First one where he's celebrating every goal with a somersault was kind of fine. And the second one where he's celebrating goals by basically punching David Hopkins. It was just, it was magnificent. And he was brilliant at that time.
2: Motivating by keeping him angry. He got
4: really angry and other people scored as well in that season. (laughs) was Ian Hart scored on one occasion. He comes over and shoves him in the face. Free kick at Portsmouth and Ian Hart runs, he finds where the camera runs, strikes an Elvis pose, and then the next thing is it smacked from the side of the head by Jimmy Hasselband going, fucking stop it, amazing. I wore my 96-97 yellow shorts
2: um, to watch the game on Sunday. Were they Yeboah-sized? Um, no, they look that
4: tight on my arse now as, uh, as I've got older, but anyway, yeah. It sort um, of ends, it always seems to end badly with our best Rikers. Right, Chapman came back and elbowed that West Ham player, Jimmy obviously became piggy bank, greedy socks, went to Atletico Madrid. Mark Viduka sent off at the end of the relegation season and kind of let everybody down a bit towards the end of that season. Even And then Yeboah throwing his shirt at George Graham. A lot of people still haven't forgiven him for that because you don't throw a leech shirt, even if it is at George Graham's smug face. And that whole end, last period when he was there wasn't enough uh, sonatogen in the world to keep him playing. <laughs> And George Graham just Give him
2: cod liver oil, he's creaking, he's creaking And
4: George Graham just was like Well I'm playing Derek Lilly, screw you
0: The Square Ball Podcast.
2: Whilst we're talking back about that George Graham era, um, Kewell has stuck his head above the parapet once again, hasn't he? This week he's done an interview with the Guardian. Um, now he's an academy coach back at Watford, and again he's not. He doesn't get it, does he? It doesn't. Well, he, actually, it seems like he understands, mm. but it and now he's just going to
4: lie about it. It hasn't quite computed, has it? Have you got the quote there? Read the quote. It's all about opinions, but my idea was about bringing the clubs together. I mean, there's a problem there. It's almost like when he was leaving Liverpool, he's like, you know what? I've got the opportunity here to do some good. I'm going to bring the two clubs together. And what, you know, as if there wasn't the option that he would go to Galatasaray, he's like, I really think it's time that I came to play for you in order to to heal the wounds that still are open between your club and Leeds United. They was like, we don't need a striker. Yeah, but really, it's important to me that, uh, that that these clubs come close together. Yeah, we don't we're not interested in signing. Transfers don't work that way. You don't, don't walk into a club and just go like
2: I'm here as an ambassador. <laughs> yeah. Piss off. Um
4: You've also got to look at it as... um this after is my, again, this is yeah. back to Kiel, sorry. After my Liverpool career... I didn't have a Liverpool career. <laughs> after my yeah, Liverpool career... Yeah, as much crit, of one as he did. What was I supposed to do? I still wanted to play football and that was the only club that really showed any interest. So we're getting closer to the truth. That's the nub of it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so but saying- then he's still forgetting that Roma definitely wanted him as everybody knew at the time it was Galatasaray or Roma.
3: I mean, you, you could say that probably there would be literally hundreds of football clubs in the world who would have had him. What yeah. he mean, I think what he actually means is, which is probably just forgotten. What he probably means is Galatasaray were the ones who were willing to pay him the most money. I think that's what he means. That's yeah. what he meant to say. Not that no one else. They would were have the him only club the world.
4: That, that really showed interest in the form of meeting my wage demands <laughs> mm. and yeah. the fee. Was he? Was there a fee involved taking him from Liverpool? or Was it another one where just all the money went? Into his ju- I think they
2: just wanted him out of there. Probably by that point.
4: As much as I know, it hurts them. I hope one day they will forgive. They probably never will. That's football. Everybody has their opinions. I loved Leeds, but I also loved Galatasaray. Because they paid you money. I think saying everybody has their opinions Mm, on the murder of two football fans. I was going to say,
2: not many people really into murder
4: uh, (laughs) or would see it as a good thing. But, you know... Different viewpoints, isn't it? It depends where you're looking at it from. Whether you're looking at the murder of two Leeds United fans from the point of view of a normal human being, or if you're looking at it from the point of view of a callous, scheming, selfish. It's all about opinions and about where you're coming at the issue from. You're not seeing the
3: human story from his side, though. He had he signed for Roma. He'd have been playing for what forty grand a week rather than (laughs) sixty.
2: He'd probably would a struggle. What's he
3: going to do with that? And he wouldn't
2: have trampled all over the legacy of two murdered League United fans, so... Uh,
3: yeah, but what about Harry's cars?
2: Well, what that's about, true, yeah. What about his wife? Mm, yeah, yeah, she needs feeding. She needs feeding, yeah. Anyway, on the uh, on the tip of twats, um, on to Ken. Last, I realised on the on the podcast, the first one of the season, we didn't do a weekly Ken um, because we were so caught up in all the positivity,
4: this huge wave of optimism, that we didn't let him drag us down. We just completely forgot about it. Are you implying that this is something that when times are slightly hard... And we're feeling a little bit down got like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to listen to Ken Bates for 25 minutes. I already feel depressed this.
2: Oh, listen, and 25 minutes it is. Oh, my good God. When was the last we heard from him then? 13th, was it? we got this one.
3: Yeah, it was just prior to the Doncaster game. So, yeah,
2: date stamped for the 13th a few days back. And it's a 25 minute. Is, is it, a, is it a, a question and answer? Is it a
4: monologue? Is it a ramble? There are some questions. We can't go through everything that's on on this list because it's... It'd it'd be like reliving twenty five <laughs> minutes of Ken Bates. The, the opening question is about um, how Leeds' opening game went just after the Burnley match, and this is it's an education immediately. Burnley is a derby, yeah. mm. apparently. You never know what you're going to get from that. Mm. I see where it's it, mm, kind of no, not, it's, not it's not a derby. Like... When it's Leeds, Burnley, <laughs> it's... he still thinks he's fucking chairman of Oldham. That's the problem. You blame <laughs> <laughs> Burnley down old fucking Bob Lord. Into town <laughs> uh, giving it large, thinking he's some of the concrete companies as he sent him there.
2: <laughs> anyway, he also uh, he also mentioned we shouldn't sell Byron because he's exactly the sort of person we should be building a team around.
3: Yep, team building. Important. Build it I around your strong, young players.
2: I know we've got a sacking siren that we haven't used for a while, but I think it's time to sound the hypocrisy horn there. If we, well, if, we if we had a hypocrisy horn, we would sound it right well, now. Let's,
3: let's
4: lump a few things in with it, then. Well, um,
3: <laughs> well actually, following the Byron thing, he tells the Johnny Housen story, which he, he told can't have been more than a month or two ago.
4: Was he telling that about like the prospect of selling Lewis Cook? Possibly. What I think some? it's
3: something he's going to... Anyway, we'll, we'll contract... Johnny <laughs> You get the idea. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, talking about... Um, The kids' company as well. Mm. I think that's the highlight of it for me, really, when he he starts talking about um, a dubious company that's gone into administration. They've racked up debts. They've gone into administration. The people who were running it had ridiculous expense accounts.
4: Mm. Oh, no. A high-profile scandal.
3: A high-profile scandal. That's what it's about. And he he can't believe it's happened. That is shocking. And the woman in charge puts uh, a two-ton Tessie in the shade. Or does he like to call her... (laughs) Who? ...the Iranian.
4: (laughs) Yes. Who's Two Ton Tessie? Well, what do you mean, who's Two Ton Tessie? She's a household name. I don't should, remember I her from, the, from the music halls. Oh, I should know this, shouldn't I? She appeared on stages in Britain and South Africa. Okay. All oh, right. points I see. in between. Yes. She, uh, don't you remember, uh, Axe, playing the old Banjo <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. He says. Uh, don't you remember that when she was on stage, how she used to, uh, she was quite a large lady. And so she made a joke about her size by by singing Two-Ton Tessie from Tennessee as her theme song. Oh, how we laughed. We, I used to love Two-Ton Tessie back in 1942. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what then. Um, at
2: the end of this section, we will play a little excerpt from Two-Ton Tessie, if that's It is right.
4: genuinely. Um, Ken the- has taken a modern, like a contemporary news story and <laughs> compared... The uh, Britain, the, back in depression era, Britain. Yeah, com- <laughs> compare the chief protagonist, or as he likes to call it, the Iranian, uh. um, to a performer from the 1930s and 40s music hall, called uh, yeah Tessie O'Shea. She was called. She was Welsh, and she died sadly in uh, 1995 oh, oh in um in Florida, um, of congestive heart failure. Um, <laughs> but she had a, she had a good long happy life. She was on. Um, she actually she was in bed knobs and broomsticks. That's that's not nothing. i I mean it's popular culture, isn't it? Yeah, Ken? I've never I've never been in bed knobs and broomsticks, so she's got she's one up on me. And in nineteen sixty three she was uh, shared Billing on the Ed Sullivan show with the Beatles. Amazing. Um well gonna stop you there, I wanna talk about farmers. <laughs> Sorry. He talks about
3: farmers for ages. Yeah. Of course he does, because it's relevant to Radio Yorkshire. Because of the Morrison's milk thing. He goes and say says... 19- what's, what's
2: this about? Sorry, co- give us context.
3: There isn't really any. He just starts talking about farmers. <laughs> Some farmers have been complaining because they don't get paid enough for milk. Right. Basically. Ken said his solution, when he bought a farm back in 1981... Of course he did. Um, when it was... Good, because you're still smoking your office and smacking your secretary on the ass. And
4: you got to remember that you've got to put this in the context that it's a dispute in 1981 with the Milk Marketing Board. That he, <laughs> I, and he's, I can't remember the details, but he was thirty. In fact, he almost sounds indignant that he's expected to remember the details of this anecdote. That he starts telling himself, that, "I can't remember what happened. It was thirty years ago." But and sounds like a Nazi war criminal. <laughs>
3: Sounds like one. Sounds like one. Sounds like all he's doing is selling milk. But yeah. But the farmers are to blame, really. Right. Well, what's his suggestion? Uh, Learn how to make some cheese. (laughs) Sell some cheese. That's it. He he once sold ice cream, and it was the best ice cream in the world. And you could (laughs) people used to buy it from hundreds of miles around, which fits in with the ethos of buying local. Mm, Which he also
2: does. He also suggest that right. Only
3: buy locally, unless you're buying my ice cream from 300 (laughs) miles away, in which case buy from somewhere not as local.
4: Yeah. It's worth pointing out the way he phrases it is that that basically, get off your backsides and learn to exploit milk. Stop just pulling at
3: those cows' tits and (laughs) turn it into something. (laughs) Is he
4: suggesting that farmers are lazy? Basically, yes. (laughs) Because dairy farmers are lazy because they are not fully exploiting milk by using it to produce cheese, yoghurt ice cream or clotted cream I, mean, I would dare anybody I have a lot of respect Ken for the, Bates everyone I have a lot of respect for the farmers in this country I would dare anybody to go up to a dairy farmer especially perhaps one that is protesting outside Morrison's and say you know what you should do fucking learn something about fucking milk <laughs> <laughs> make some fucking cheese you knobhead <laughs> a lot of these
3: fishermen they don't even make a, a simple parsley sauce they're
4: just selling it as raw fish. Hey, mate, have <laughs> you ever thought of fucking battering it? People might fucking want it then. <laughs> My name's Ken Bates. I'll give you a fucking business card you want some more fucking bright ideas. <laughs> he ta- when
3: he eventually tails off about cheese, he goes, Anyway, and um, what Massimo can do is make Yorkshire milk, Yorkshire cheese, and Yorkshire everything else that's made in Yorkshire. What about our box competition?
4: <laughs> Is that what he says? <laughs> <laughs> Yorkshire and everything else. I've got you some Yorkshire Yorkshire. It's like, yeah, I can you imagine him at the Palladium in the 1930s. Hey, Tessie! <laughs> Fatso! What are you saying fat? Would be funny.
2: Final word about the museum. Of course, that's been uh, in the news. What did you mention about the museum?
3: Just uh, that him and Suzanne are to really fund it. Time. To be honest, I'd rather the thing never fucking open than have his name anywhere near it. <laughs> it's he- fitting that some solicitors have moved into... The space it would have been in.
4: Who he claims are not reputable. Yeah. <laughs> he starts banging on about their share price going up and down. As he's like, Ironic that it should be Quindell's. <laughs> Here we fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> Ironic it should be that orphanage. I remember the
3: original Mr. Quindell. He uh, did me a wrong in the... Did me out of a deal on some bullion. And finally, finally, didn't he blame GFH as well? In a way, he, he didn't even get a courtesy of a reply from the Arabs. <laughs>
4: yeah. I, I suspect they probably didn't reply because they just opened yet another email from Ken Bates. that began, Dear Arabs.
0: tessie
1: from Tennessee. All six fellas upon knee When she does all the fun begin
4: Caused the rise in the price of
0: meat. It's been ten years since she saw her feet. Bannister had given up his gym. He ran around her once just to keep in through the
1: Hollywood until.
2: coming up. We go again on Wednesday then against Bristol City away um, there's a beam back at Ellen Road they haven't won a game yet this season Play- I think I tipped them for promotion <laughs> <laughs> uh, played three lost three they lost to Sheffield Wednesday on the opening day then Luton they went out of the League Cup to them and then Brentford at home at the weekend they lost four goals to two
4: what league are Luton in for crying out loud? the 80s <laughs> Very good. Have this still just got those executive boxes along the side because they're not allowed to have any away fans? They're
3: still fighting on the pitch with the uh, Millwall fans. Have still got
4: Mike Newell with his 1940s attitudes?
3: I have got a bone to pick with, um, with Bristol, though. Where the fuck have they got
4: all their money from? Spending all that money on a striker.
3: What right do they think they have?
4: Well, guess who signed for Luton as part of our preview of Leeds versus Bristol? <laughs> oh, let me
3: think. Uh, uh,
4: uh, uh, Kevin Nichols. No. Although I'm sure he wishes he had. Craig McHale Smith yeah. has signed for League Two Luton Town FC. Really? Yeah, that's an odd one, isn't it? Fee not applicable, it says. He yeah, he's played two games, uh scored no goals so far. Anyway, back to Bristol. <laughs> what they're, possible relevance have Bristol got to anything? Oh right. they're they're overdue a win. Yes. As are we. Yeah, at least we haven't lost all three. We've got that we've got that advantage over Bristol City. And they've been losing by a few as well. Two goal margins in every game. 2-0, 3-1, 2-4. So they're scoring more in each game. I could, yeah, cheeky bet. It's going to be Bristol 3, Leeds United 5. If the pattern continues. And all patterns, I don't see why they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Unless it meets an equal and opposite force. As you just reminded me then in the break, Michael,
2: um, this was the last time I vomited on booze, I think, was in Bristol.
4: That can't be the last
3: time. I think it is. Ever? Yeah, I think so. Is that rare? I do it all the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a weak stomach, not that I drink excessively, that mm. regularly. Are you sure?
4: This will have been Bristol Rovers rather than Bristol City. No, no, City. Oh, I'm, st- I'm
2: still hankering after an away day to match this one, because it was great fun. Because I'd been working the night before, uh, got to bed at 4am, he picked me up at 8 o'clock, and we started drinking at about 11, was it, or something like that? Yeah. Would well, you know what he should
4: day? do? Cause, I mean, tickets are in... Short supply for this one because Bristol's redevelopment can barely let like 20 people in. So, what you should do is Wednesday just book the day off, start drinking at breakfast time, get yourself down the beanbag. If only there was a hotel on Lowfields Road that you could then book yourself into and puke in that. That's what it needs. But sadly, isn't it? not.
2: As we know very little about football, really, um, we fall back on the internet fantasists who scored.com to get our match data to find out what's going to happen to inform our piss-poor predictions. Um, They've drawn strengths and weaknesses from the opening couple of games this season. Um, This is for Bristol. Yeah, yeah, lots of weaknesses. Only one Mm. strength. So their only strength is apparently creating chances
4: through individual skill. A team of Antonucci's, you could call (laughs) them. Um, uh, lo-
2: lots of weaknesses,
4: though. Yeah, the, we we may as well skip straight to the very weak, avoiding individual individual areas. A team of Belushkis, you could call them, defending against through ball attacks, protecting the lead. And defending against attacks down the wings, so through balls and the wings both seem <laughs> to be problems. Mm, um, I, I mean, again,
2: I'm going This is where I'm gonna chuck a grenade right into the middle of WhoScored.com's offices here, <laughs> yes. uh, metaphorically, not literally. I don't want to get in trouble for this. Um, bad, very weak at protecting the lead. but I presume they went in front against Brentford at home, and then they've lost because this is match data based on this season alone. So yeah, uh, Luton I mean, that's it's, well. it's not exactly scientific empirical evidence, is
4: it? They might have got a goal up at Luton as well. Well, three-one, anyway. and when they take a 3 0 lead against Leeds and lose five-three, you'll be laughing on the other side of that grenade. they're oh. shit really aren't. They've had lots of things. They need uh, Matt Smith back. That's when it's like he dragged them up from League One last season, single-handed. Just went down the road from Fulham. I heard they needed some help, so I just sort of bobbed <laughs> down, score a few goals for them. And then after the
2: midweek trip, we got Sheffield Wednesday at home again. We're live on Sky. When uh, are we, when are we not
3: live on Sky? That's the question.
4: When it would be convenient. That's hmm. the when answer. when they've,
3: their actions have already forced the game to be moved, and they just think the work's done. Then
2: Sheffield Wednesday, a team whose away tickets are probably the only ones that are more expensive than ours. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, you get yeah. to see Tom Lee's though. This is true. They've had a bit of a mixed start to the season so far. Uh, they beat Bristol City as we just mentioned and then they went out of the. sorry no rather they won against uh, Mansfield in the League Cup it was us that went out wasn't it that was it we um, didn't lose that game you said of course we, no we we didn't lose it but we still went out we we forfeited it away goals yep and then Ipswich away they lost there
4: 2-1 Sheffield Wednesday are there to be beaten I mean I really can't think Steve of Morrison any, or, scored any reason against them last season yeah
2: oh he did didn't he
3: so if that can
4: happen Talk- be, Wood needs to get two in this and their season's already been weird because Tom Lees has already scored for them. There's a limit to how much strangeness can uh, can occur at one football club. When you look through their side, they are like a, a club of many nations and many strange names that I struggle to pronounce. Billy Painter, the man he's been waiting to meet all his life, plays up for them Sergio Florin Bus from Romania. A reference there for long-time listeners to the podcast, you may remember Billy Painter waiting for his bus Bus yeah. being a metaphor for goal. Yeah, they have a Marco. Well, he sc- didn't he score a hat-trick? Three buses, I don't know. William Painter, and a goal described as world-class. We should probably... Uh... Oh, are we talking recently. I thought you meant, like, for us. No, no. We know what he did for us. Where is he playing now? Nothing. Give me a moment to do some crack-handed research. Um, Billy Painter is now at Hartlepool United. Of course he is, yes. Um, I knew that. And three wins in three for Hartlepool, and three in three... For Billy Painter Spearheaded by Billy Painter Wow
3: Playing alongside uh, Woods One time Leeds Youth product Stolen by Chelsea Oh Oh, right
4: I thought you meant Chris Wood I was like "Hmm?" Joe Allen Former Hartlepool player Is backing Billy Painter To break his record Of 35 goals In a season that he scored in 1990, 1991. 91 That's a long time ago, so it's about time someone broke it. This is the best start to a season I can remember for Hartlepool, I'm trying hard not to get too carried away. But I think Billy Painter could score the goals that lead the pools to promotion. He is proving just how clinical he is after being shown some love by the manager and the fans following his poor treatment at Carlisle. Uh, yesterday against York was particularly pleasing because of the fighting spirit that was shown by the team. They went a goal down, and I might settle for a draw after that, but they got back into the game and went on to win. It's all part of a fighting spirit that Ronnie Moore and his team have instilled into the side since the day they took over. Is Ronnie Moore Sheffield Wednesday manager? No, he's Hartlepool manager. Okay, I'm getting confused. That's why he's giving the love to Billy Painter that he's obviously withdrawn from his... <laughs> his errant son. His errant son, Ian Thomas... Ian Moore as he once was, but Ian Thomas as he is now known. He transitioned. No wonder. No wonder Billy Painter's getting the benefit of all the love that he used to bring the best out of Ian Moore from his dad.
3: Leeds Sheffield Wednesday. Uh,
4: Billy Painter to score two. They're, sponsored by, they're sponsored by a tuna company. There you go. That's nice. Which is a shame because he used to be sponsored by the fires of Azerbaijan. <laughs> True. It's mentalist football, isn't it? Um WhoScored. reckon
2: that they attack down the right quite a lot, which means that um, Charlie Taylor's going to be in for a busy day.
4: Ah, uh, he's looking good though, Charlie Taylor. Genuinely, genuinely, yes, he yeah, is. he looks all right. We've got a good. Le- he's no, he's no Durigo, but he's not a Robertson either. Um, would we pff, Granville? Is he a Granville? Probably better than a Granville.
3: Yeah, he's, he's heading for Mickey Gray territory. Is he on the mm-hmm. gray?
2: Where is, he, where is he on the gray scale? He's gray.
3: Good. He's gray.
2: Right, and then we've got Derby away uh, Saturday after that. This one again, live on Sky, 5 past 12 kickoff. not half past.
3: We'd never ever win it, Darby, do we? No. Don't get caught out with this.
4: However, the cruciate ligament injury suffered by Will Hughes, I like to think, was Rudy Austin's last act before he was deported um, from these shores. <laughs>
2: and deported he has been. He held
4: in one for a long time, and I always hoped I would see it in a Leeds Knight shirt, but since he can no longer ply his trade in this country, any trade in this country, including dismantling boys... Um, I'm glad to see somebody has Poor Rudy stuck at, stuck
2: at Calais in that camp Yep Trying to get through the tunnel
4: Derby have started a bit like us Nil-nil draw Nil-nil draw That's similar to us in the sense that We drew some games <laughs> um, And they went out of the League Cup as well to Portsmouth but Something's they, got to give Moscow Something's got to
2: give between us and Derby What's going to give?
4: Um, Stephen Warnock's hamstring? I don't know Oh, that's where he is. Yeah, is he playing? Probably not. I'd say. I was. I completely lost track of the fact that um, Steve McLaren didn't stay over the summer.
2: We really don't like football, do we? <laughs> on this podcast. And, and anyway, listen. Who did they replace? Their weakness is Paul
4: Clement. has got. It's Clement,
3: but well, uh,
2: he, he, they've got all fancy foreign, haven't they? Because they're weak at aerial jewels. It's all that tippy tappy namby pamby foreign muck now. Won't catch us doing that. Nope. So the area. So this is the game maybe where Chris Wood is on flames because he's going to. Slamming
4: various headers. Uh, Stephen Warnock has started one and he's been subbing another, used sub and unused sub, as far as I can tell. So that's what you'd call a very indifferent start of the season. Right, pull it together, chaps. We've You've got, got th- that Tom in's mind. Hey, listen. So there's somebody else with Rudy Austin to target.
2: <laughs> Bristol City away, Sheffield Wednesday at home, Derby away. What we're we reckoning from this, uh, this run of fixtures? Four points. Mm. Moscow, what do you think? Five points. <laughs> <laughs> can we get that? Three, yeah we can yeah how do we
4: get four? Oh, right win lost draw <laughs> <laughs> oh good god two for a win <laughs> yeah <laughs> dear me eight points absolutely scraping the bow you- oh I don't know you say four you say five I'll say six who are we playing we'll beat Bristol I think we'll lose an irritating game to Sheffield Wednesday at home and then we'll lose to Derby as well so three points the Ken Bates, villain of the fortnight.
2: This is the fortnightly award that we give to somebody who has contributed to our ongoing state of perpetual misery as Leeds United fans. It's supposed to be torture, and it continues to be torture. There is always somebody available to torture us, um, so we like to recognise that person every fortnight. And, of course, as is customary, first nomination is for Kenneth Bates himself. Can't win it, but we have to nominate him, presumably for for all his chatter about milk and Arabs and the museum and everything.
4: And the 1930s and claiming claiming he knows everybody's business better than they do. Hey, Billy Pater, score some fucking goals, mate. That's what you should do. You're a striker. That's what I'd do if I were in your boots. Admittedly, I couldn't fit in your boots because I've got a club foot. Anyway, Which he never mentions. Um, Never mentioned.
2: Chris Wood, he has to go in here for that penalty. The penalty that sealed our defeat against... I do struggle to think of a worse
3: penalty taken by a Leeds United player.
2: Is it
4: fair to include him and not Sam Byram? I'm it saying yes, worth, absolutely. Um, but I just want to make sure.
2: Mm. Okay, let's include Byram as well, just to be fair. Okay,
3: Byram's was rising, but it was within probably a yard of the bar. I would dread to think if someone did the uh, you know the sort of goal line technology where they freeze it at the point at which it crossed the goal line. It must have been two or three meters over by the po- that point.
2: Seems fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lewis Cook. Do we want to nominate him for wanton violence against that um, innocent Doncaster boy? No, he really scored yeah. a goal. Bless him. Or does that cancelled it out? I guess. Yeah, 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 was yeah. He, bro- what you like. he brought joy
4: then misery. So he's, yeah, we'll let him. What move. we should nominate him for is for chewing gum during a football match. Mm, that, yeah, and for celebrating with his mouth open. We disapprove of that. Two strikes. Yeah, oh. definitely. Uh, GFH
2: should be nominated, I think, for for scaring us with that um, chance page on the website. Let's hope somebody at Leeds United is listening to this and puts pay to that page, ever getting any content on it.
4: Just take it all down. There's nothing to be seen in the whole fan zone. So if you're not going to use it, we'll just take it away. Any other nominations then? And I'm looking at you here, Moscow. I don't really want to say his name, but let's just say a certain so-called striker at Millwall who has not rebuilt his career so far with Neil quite, Harris is it Neil Harris with quite the style or the uh, the Elan that Billy Painter has who said this week I work hard and run around which is what the fans ask as a minimum that's appreciated at Millwall but it can go unnoticed at other clubs where it's about how many times you score from 30 yards how many Cruyff turns how many stepovers you can do and I'm not very good at any of that stuff but Gaffer knows what I can do who do you think that is who's saying those those words, like every single one, a jab in the eye of Adrian Tavares. It's not about quote turns and step overs or scoring 30 yards or even scoring goals at all. It's about running around. Is, I, that, Steve, is that Steve Morrison? And is he suggesting that we didn't appreciate his quote-unquote hard work? And he's also suggesting that he worked hard. I don't remember Steve Morrison working hard. I remember Steve Morrison lumbering onto the pitch looking shite and then lumbering off again while he barely breaking a sweat and now here he is saying that his the way he runs around is appreciated at Millwall anything that is appreciated at Millwall Steve needs to remember is being appreciated by utter idiots knuckle dragging fools to a man.
2: Michael, he's not going to let anybody else win this award but Steve Morrison, I'm he?
4: happy for him to have it, to be honest. Should we just I, give it to Steve? I actually was quite uh, into the idea of giving it to Chris Wood. I think he's getting too easy a ride from the Leeds fans so far. <laughs> I think a, a, an early Ken Bates villain of the fortnight is the perfect introduction to our £3 million striker to welcome him to the club and give him the same, uh, give him the same warm welcome Steve Morrison enjoyed.
1: Any other
0: business?
2: On the last podcast, we did mention that we need to draw a winner for John Howe's book competition, because we didn't do that at the end of the season. We do need to do that. Mm. Yeah. So, let's do
4: that. Yes. In the next podcast. Yes. That's a good idea, because I want to go home.
2: (laughs) We've actually sorted through the entries. God, we're bad people. We're really bad people. We will
4: do. We will give this book away, because... Once we've read it. We promised.
2: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Then, final words. Then, for we'll do that next time. Final words for the magazine issue one. Last couple of hundred copies are available against Sheffield Wednesday. Get down early if you want to bag yourself one of those. Otherwise, you can get it online at thesquareball.net. Just click through to the shop and you can buy issue one there. Eighty-four pages, full color, pretty drawings, nice words.
3: It weighs a ton, but in a good way.
4: Yeah. So
2: that's uh, available. Sheffield Wednesday issue two is that going to be Brentford? I believe on the twelfth of September. Is that correct?
4: Yes, yeah, something like that.
2: Cool, look out for that one. And of course, subscriptions still on sale on the website as well. If you want to guarantee one through your door, or you want to get the digital subscription, and of course, if you do get the paper subscription, you get a digital subscription chucked in with it as well. Um, full details of that on at the Squareball That's it for this one. Um, you can get in touch with us via loads of different ways. You can listen to us on um, Apple and Android devices via the ACAST app, A-C-A-S-T. so our, uh, our new method of speaking to you. Of course, you can find us on SoundCloud and get us through iTunes. Email podcast at squareball.net You can get us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and in person at Ellen Road if you want to. We still do that, don't we? We talk to people. If we have to. Yeah. Now and again. Don't we
3: have, don't we have other people to do that?
2: Do we? I've never seen them. Anyway, listen. We used to have Audi, but... And thanks for listening. It's bye from me. I'm Dan and there's Michael. Bye bye. I'm Moscow. Goodbye. Hopefully one day Oddie will return to the podcast. If you're a new listener, by the way, and you're wondering <laughs> who this Oddy character is that we're referring to, you'll have to go back and listen to the old ones to He'd understand. have known who Tutum
3: Tessie was. That's awesome. We'll speak
2: to you again in a fortnight. Bye-bye. The square.
0: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Ball podcast.